Steve, happy um, Friday slash Monday. We were pre-recording this one. Yeah, yeah. Someone uh, has taken the day off. <clears throat> oh, you know, yeah, you know. Forcing me to answer the phones and emails on Monday. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted you to remember what it was like. Uh, anybody wants to talk to me, give Exo a call on Monday. I'll be, uh, I'll be picking up the phone. <laughs> you may regret that. <laughs> but I kind of hope it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody give Steve a call. He's... Uh, He's currently home with nothing to do, doesn't have two kids who are trying to drive him crazy or nothing like that. Give him a call. He's ready to chat. Yeah. If anyone out there has some special tips on how to keep a three-year-old girl occupied all day, holy crap. <laughs> it's uh, it's like not, it's like a real thing, man. I mean, she's like the sweetest thing in the world, but just wants to play and play and play and play. And it's like, you feel like a terrible person after like, you know. We basically have a rule like one movie max a day, like kids yeah. cartoon that's an hour long, you know. Um, it's not easy, man. It's yeah. like it's I'd rather be at the office working. <laughs> Just <laughs> yeah. It's, this is like super easy for me to say because I'm not with her 24 seven, especially during a, a lockdown. But she's at that super cute stage, too. Where it's just oh, it's so yeah. hard to say no to her. Yeah, you can't. It's impossible. I mean, she's literally yeah. like, please, daddy, come play with me, please. Yeah. We're just like trying to do the dishes or, you know, just whatever. I'm up here in the my our bedroom and she'll like knock on the door like really quietly because mom told her not to be loud, you know, and I could hear her on the other side like, come play with me. Yeah. <laughs> Breaks your heart, man. Yeah. We got uh, the, we're totally rambling about kids now, but we got that video from me the other day when, uh, when she was on that video you texted and my wife was yeah. like, oh God, I miss that age. Like they have that cute little <laughs> voice and they're all innocent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, she'll be a handful when she's older yeah. if you're listening to this one 15 years from now Sawyer uh, I'm predicting it <laughs> <laughs> she's not listening to this she's out making trouble you just said she's a handful yeah no kidding <laughs> alright enough gushing over your kids Steve that's gross yeah um, fair enough somebody call Steve now the number is 1-900 uh, <laughs> alright seriously let's do this Good question on spotting scopes. Ooh, nice. Yeah. So advice for spotting scope selection for backcountry mule deer hunt in Colorado. How do you choose Mm. between balancing lighter weights and higher magnification? And what other deciding factors should I look for? Oh, dude, that's like the uh, um, unanswerable question. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, me being a lightweight nut um, and not um, not super into horns, right? Like if a buck's, you know, 180 or 184, or 198, 201, like, you know, I'm, it's all irrelevant to me. Um, I've always erred on the smaller spine scopes. So um, the hands down unequivocally, if he's looking for the best lightweight scope you can buy. So understanding all the pros and cons that the Koa TSN 550 um, is, is it, it's an amazing little scope. I think it's like right around 30 ounces, 28, 30 ounces. Um, fantastic scope. Um, it's a 15 to 45 by 55. Um, awesome scope. I've got one. Love it. Uh, does it, compare to you know a swaro atx 80 you know the koa tsn 77s or their 88s 
no, <laughs> right? Like if I was on a, uh, you know, I just applied for my Idaho sheep tag yesterday. And if I'm on a sheep tag where, um, you know, the animals are few and far between, is that the scope I'd take? Probably not. Um, it's such a tough one, man. Like, yeah, it's such a tough, like, yeah, I, I guess if, if I had to have just one, probably the Swarovski ATS 65 with their 25 to 50 eyepiece. Um, probably the best bet. I think you're right around 48 ounces for that, 48, 49 ounces. So it's, it's, it's such a heavy item that it just, you know, it kills me to pack. Um, but that's a, that's a great all around scope considering weight and um, performance. Um, yeah, I mean, you say that, but I've yeah. like both in seeing you packing for gear, talking about trips. I've seen you pack that Koa more and more and more and more. So, like, when wouldn't yeah. you pack that now? Like, when would you actually? Like go I to said, um, like for your personal hunts, like truly, what what makes you grab that? You know, honest, uh, I always, you know, I'm, I'm obviously exceptionally fortunate with SNS Archer. We sell, you know, all the high end stuff, Leica, Swaro, Koa. Um, and so I, we've always got samples at the office and I'll just steal something. So like on a scouting trip, when I'm not worried about weight, I will absolutely pack, uh, you know, the biggest scope we got laying around. It's usually a Swaro 80 or the, the Koa 77. Uh, we usually have those in stock and, um, like I said, I'll steal one for a weekend and go use it. And they're, it's amazing. You know, if I'm perched up on a peak and just trying to glass as much country as possible, usually, you know, I think the, if I'm heading into new, really big country where I know I could be glassing, you know, two to five miles away, uh, that's when that bigger scope's going to pay off a lot. If it's country that I've already found the animal, or I know it's just kind of like tighter quarters, meaning that like it's not these huge, big open drainages. Uh, immediately, the second I said that, I thought of like the mountain goat hunt I had here in Idaho in 14 up in the White Clouds, like huge. You could sit on a peak and glass 360. As literally, you know, as far as you could see, you know, and that's where like big optics are really going to pay, pay their, you know, pay for their weight. Um, but at some of my mule deer spots, like no matter how hard you try, you're really not going to glass more than a mile, mile and a half, just how the, the terrain lays out. And that little scope is, is awesome for that. So, um, yeah, I wish I could give the guy a perfect answer. Like I said, if, if from a purely backpacking perspective, knowing there's some trade-offs, Koa 55 is amazing. Uh, Swaro ATS 65 for like best all arounder. And then um, really the, a lot of people don't know it. Like the nicest scope you could possibly look through with your eyes, a Koa 88. Um, I think it's just TSN 884 or something like that. Um, the hands down nicest scope you can put your eye through. And they're not insanely expensive I mean, it's still cheaper and swirl but the, they are fantastic so that'd be on the uh the heaviest high-end uh optic and then yeah mm-hmm. swirl and then the Koa 55 below that other than that i'm not a big fan of uh don't waste your money on a cheap scope uh <laughs> you know what i mean like um if if it's like yeah don't don't spend 500 on a spine scope because you just they're not worth it um that the second you zoom past half their zoom range, they get so blurry and, uh, you know, fuzzy that, that you're really not getting any advantage out of it. You know, um, there's, and there's some, I guess there's some okay ones out there on the market, but it's one of those deals. I'd rather just, just save up and, and buy a nicer scope once and be done with it. 
because uh, I guarantee if you buy that, uh, you know, throw like Vortex under the bus, like a Vortex Diamondback or something like that, within two or three years, you're going to be buying a nicer scope. Like you're going to be like, oh, this is nice, but eh, I want something nicer, you know, so just save your money and buy once type deal. And did you say, what does that color run price-wise? Or maybe you said <sighs> I missed it. Let me look. Yeah. While you're doing that too, while you're looking, I'm curious, reading into this question, let's pretend this guy's asking because he's new. Like, let's throw us, I, and I don't know that this is the case, but maybe it's his first spotter. Maybe it's his first time mule deer hunting. He's primarily been an elk hunter. Maybe he's coming from out east, something like that. So if the guy's brand new and he's truly asking because he doesn't know what he's looking for in a scope, um, maybe everything you just said about kind of skipping that budget tier is good to know. But what from what you did mention, does that affect your choices at all? Like, does that make you even lean more towards like Koa, you know, cause he's probably not the guy who's trying to like decide between a 193 and a 187, you know? So if he's newer, probably go with the Koa. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If, if you're newer and, and yeah, you're not, you know, that like I said, glassing big country. It always depends. Yeah. The country it depends yeah. on your goals. Like you said, like how much yes. of a trophy fanatic are you? Yeah. There's yeah. more variables to it. Yeah, there's more of those. But I can tell you this. I, there's a lot of guys I know. I've had the conversation a thousand times that bought a big 80 scope um, and don't, and they don't pack it, right? It's like so freaking heavy that it's awesome to have, but it, more often than not, they just leave it in the truck. Um, and so that's where I think it's really advantageous just to take a lighter scope and have something with you. But And I, I know we've talked about it a little bit. Like I – much prefer to have like a really nice bino tripod mounted. I do 95% of my glassing with that. When I find something that, uh, and you can glass like tripod mounted binos, you can cover a lot of country. You could pick up a deer at two miles away, easy, uh, three miles plus probably, um, you know, 10 by 42 is just hard to beat, um, uh, on a tripod. So, um, and then I spot the deer and, you know, you might maybe it, two miles you're gonna like see a rack usually you're just gonna see a body and then then i just get that a small spline scope uh and where that little koa 55 is is awesome is it at 45x it does have um really good resolution uh to where you could zoom in and and pick apart that deer uh yeah so gosh that that's that code was more expensive than i thought it's uh 1799 for that 55 okay um yeah and it's a 15 to 45x and then the the bigger 880 is 3150 with an IP. So these are, you know, expensive chunk of change, that's for sure. But uh, um, yeah, they're they're worth it. I said I'm not a big fan of the um, buying a, a cheap scope because it's just they're cheaper binos you can get away with. But when you talk about a binos only magnifying something, you know, eight to ten, maybe twelve x. When you get into a spotter spine scope that magnifies something, you know, forty to sixty x. Uh, any imperfections in, in the manufacturing of that glass, the glass quality itself, you know, it just gets amplified that much more. Uh, so that's why a, a cheaper scope is, you know, eh, um, when you're trying to use it at the full zoom range. Makes sense. If, uh, if you Google Koa 550 as well, there's a nice thumbnail that pops up of your face, which is also cool, Steve. Oh. <laughs> We're just going to keep picking on you today. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, next question guy says i've never hunted out west but it's always been a dream of mine and i'm planning for my first elk hunt right now what gear would you recommend for an east coast guy to wear on his first western hunt there's so many options out there and the cost is super high so what do i truly need um 
again, it depends based on season is a big factor. That's not specific in this question, but let's say it's archery season, right? So September elk hunt, dudes coming from out east, first western hunts, again, adding information to his hunt that's not there, but let's say he's backpacking. Um, thoughts on clothing, Steve? Like, what does he truly need? Yeah, I think the big one that jumps out to me initially is understand that you do not need to wear camouflage. Uh, I've personally, for the last decade, primarily hunt with just solid colors. Um, and if you are open to just using browns and greens, then not only you don't have to be stuck looking at just hunting camouflage companies, right? You can just open that door wide open to really anything out there that's quality. And you, there's stuff at REI, a pair of pants that are every bit as good as, you know, uh, camo clothing company Y and Z. Uh, it's just in a solid color and it's a third the price. Um, so like, the, I mean, we highly talk about the Prana stretch Zion pants, uh, those things can be found for like 50 bucks on Amazon on sale, you know, quite frequently. And they, I mean, it's been my pant of choice for quite a few years now. Um, and they're phenomenal. I have 10 pairs. I wear them four days a week, just to the office, out hiking, hunting, whatever. Four days Um, is a vast understatement, by the way. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Well, when it's warmer, I switch over the the stretch Zion shorts. So, Uh, (laughs) but no, they are, they're incredible and cheap. Um, you know, long johns, whatever. I mean, I, I don't think it really matters. You know, obviously it's underwear, so uh, just go find any decent pair of. You know, I'd stay away from cotton. Um, you know, I'd, and and air on the side of wool for anything that's like next to skin. But um, yeah, long johns. I'm sure you could jump on Amazon. Costco, I know has they have like kind of sometimes have like wool and and some insulated like lightweight down things that. I have this green down vest that I got from, I think my mom got it for me or something from Costco. It's awesome. Um, and it was like 30 bucks. Uh, and then for tops, yeah, just again, just any kind of uh, like eating a lightweight merino wool shirt, a midweight merino wool shirt, and then some type of jacket. And so, I mean, that and that's my go-to is a, um, I, I wear first light tops, um, they're, you know, another Idaho company that I've known for a long time. And, um, so we're two, they're like, they're Lano and they're Chama. So just uh, Lano's a lightweight, uh, I guess it's changed Steve, now. You're but, so out of date. That was like yeah. four years ago. Yeah, it was. Get with the times. I got all the new <laughs> versions, whatever the heck they call it. The same <laughs> they're a light Merino and they're mid Merino. Yeah. They're, they're all light. Yeah. What's that called? Wick? Yeah. Yeah. Wick the, hoodie. Yeah. The Wick hoodie, I think is the lightest one. There's one. That one's awesome. Um, this stuff that is not called the Chama anymore. No, I don't I think know. So the okay. kiln maybe, right. or is well, that the heavy one? Date. I don't yeah, know. No, kiln's the heavy one. We're rambling. Um, literally just a yeah, a lightweight merino shirt, a, a midweight, uh, the grid like a grid type fleece. Well, you found that one on Amazon. It was awesome. And that you remember the name of that? Yeah, I was gonna share that. So like two of my budget go tos that I've been personally testing. Um, on the pant side, there's the wrangler outdoor literally from walmart pants that are a knockoff of you know stretch zions or whatever type pants outdoor four-way stretch pants and they're actually they've held up really well um so literally 20 bucks at walmart wrangler outdoors i don't know if there's a model name but they're nice they're not as nice as a prana but you know they're they are a fraction of the cost and will do the job if you're on a budget 
And then, yeah, that grid fleece is um, condor, I'm pretty sure. I'll Google foo while we're talking. But, yeah, just like condor grid fleece. Again, it's not the same as like a Klamath hoodie from First Light, which I love, but um, it's a budget alternative that can be a good option. I think that when I picked mine up, I got it for like $16 or something, maybe $20. Bucks. Um, it is, yeah, Condor Grid Fleece. Um, it's, yeah, you know how Amazon varies price based off of size and color, but they come in multiple earth tones. There's a tan and a green. And they're basically like, yeah, between 20 and 25 bucks. It's wow. a yeah. quarter, not even yeah. quarter. It's almost like a half zip, but yeah, they're nice. It has I thumb think you sleeves could and everything. Jit go from nothing to all the you need for a September bow hunt for under 200 bucks. Yeah. I think you could. I mean, I think you'd be right there. Like, you, you could also spend $200 on just a pair of pants from Sitka or Kuyu or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you could legit outfit yourself and be. 80 percent of the performance so yeah obviously it's not gonna some of that stuff is hunting specific design has a few features but in general no just got a camouflage pattern on it that's basically irrelevant yeah and you know it's yeah like the the walmart pants are not gonna be as durable as a prana like you said there's pairs of prana pants i've had for i don't know how many years that have held up and the walmart ones wouldn't do that but you know, they're going to function and like anything else, like the principle to come back to is don't let not having the best gear keep you from getting in to the woods and going on a hunt. And like for this guy coming from the East Coast, yeah, it's overwhelming to think of maybe this guy hunts in a tree stand for four hours a day and now he's looking at going into the mountains for four days. Like that's going to be overwhelming and there's a certain aspect where you want to make sure you have enough gear enough of the right gear to stay comfortable ish and alive but that doesn't mean you have to spend thousands of dollars to do it is the point so figure out what works on a budget perspective um and yeah and go after it as uh as we were talking about um those budget options a buddy of mine sent me he has a down jacket from decathlon and it's like an 800 fill down jacket with YKK zippers that's about 10 ounces and he got it for 65 bucks. What? Yeah. That's so again, insane. it's like, yeah, there's there's options out there if you're not stuck on having to be, you know, all out yeah. camo all the time for sure. No, I think, um, yeah, like I said, if you, you just don't, yeah, realize that you don't need to wear camouflage, that it's, I mean, if someone wants to get down to the nitty gritty and argue that it gives you a 5% edge. Maybe I'll concede that to them, but I, yeah, maybe it's, uh, you know, there's a million other things that go into getting close and killing an animal than the, the color of your pants and your shirt. So there's good stuff out there and maybe we'll, maybe we'll take the challenge on it. Maybe we'll hunt and like give myself a maximum of a $200 budget and hunt all September and just to prove the point. So <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'll be there with all the yeah. Gucci gears, your backup, just in case you get in trouble, just for safety, awesome. you know, just in case. You... <laughs> all right, sweet. Well, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm off today. Hopefully I'm having a really good day right now since, uh, yeah, <laughs> this thing's out there and don't forget to please call Steve. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> time with your family, man. <laughs> all right. I will be back and we will be back. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you got any questions, topics, anything like that, keep them coming. Podcast at exomountgear.com. Be safe. Be well. We'll talk to you soon.